Hi, good morning. It is 8.07 here on the KCO Day radio program. And, uh, yeah, it's Friday, which is supposed to be fun day this morning. How you doing today, sir? Top of the morning, Casey. How are you? I'm pretty good. We were just talking about uh, that moment in the world of radio when you get up or you're getting ready to do a show and you got all your prep done. And I think every, all right, you got it all plotted out, and then uh, the aliens show up. And yeah. Everything just goes in the uh, in the trash. It was kind of like that this morning. Um, you you kind of ran into this last week, which I thought was it was funny, even though it's you know kind of a sad story. But you'd put your whole show together, and then what happened? Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. So you have your whole show yeah. for the following uh, morning set up, and yeah, it just all yeah it, it it all goes out the window. But you know this, like you start doing a uh, a show, you've got all your prep, and then you say something, a throwaway line, some caller makes a joke or something, and all of a sudden the entire show just goes off the rails, and you're doing show prep during like commercial those, breaks. Yeah, those are fun. They I, I are don't fun. mind those. That's an org- that's organic because how did we get here? Exactly. And, uh, some of my favorite shows have been those. It's uh, uh, all right. Uh, so we just got to touch on the uh, the news of the day. Um, let me just give you like two minutes where I where I'm at, and then you tell me what I'm missing because everybody's got their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter is a cesspool. Put on a hazmat suit if you're going. True. What what people are failing to understand is the president wasn't tested because he was symptomatic. The president was tested either through his traditional regiment or because of Hope Hicks. And as a result, even though he's popped positive, both him and the first lady, he didn't sound like a guy who was hurting when he was on Hannity last night. So if you look at his age bracket, he's one year out of the top bracket. But if you look at his health based on what Ronnie Jackson's saying, he's, he, he even is in the uh, 95% or whatever of people in his age bracket don't run into substantial complications or death. And he has a good health care plan, so we know that. <laughs> right. And and um, the fact is is that there's a very there's a better than average chance at full nine out of ten that Donald Trump either doesn't have nothing happens, even though he has a COVID nineteen, uh, he has uh, uh, small to moderate symptoms, but the amount of people that are on Twitter right now uh, envisioning him here in two days with a tube down his throat is actually it's pretty twisted stuff. And what do you think his speeches are going to sound like if he does get COVID and then it's mild <laughs> compared to what his yeah. rhetoric normally is. And then finally, um, there is the idea that even in all of that on Twitter, I was reading entire threads where people think he's faking it to time <laughs> out a sympathy vote ahead of the election. Oh my God. Our world's on fire, man. Where, where are you at? Well, <laughs> The best part about social media is getting to see how people rejoice in the afflictions of their political opponents, really. That is the best part of social media. I mean, who could have imagined that an invention by a college guy designed specifically to rate female students based only on their looks? Like, who could have imagined that this would have led to such societal rot? It's beyond me. How did we get here? Um... I, I I don't know. I, I don't make predictions on elections, jury outcomes, and I guess I need to add, uh, you know, people's uh, health crises because I'm not a doctor, so I have no idea. Like I and I don't know. Nobody knows how Donald Trump is going to be able to campaign from a Zoom chat. Uh, you know, Joe Biden has been doing it, and you know, Trump mocked him during the debate for it. Um, 
and doing these, you know, these gatherings where there's like, you know, four people and they're like seven miles apart. So, yeah, yeah like, I don't know what that's going to look like. And I don't know who would go to, a, you know, go and be in the room with Trump when he's got COVID. So it's just going to be a lot of uh, interviews, I guess. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Can I can I suggest one thing? Yeah. Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. And a jumbotron. You've been you've been over to a, uh, one of Trump's gatherings, right? No, I'm deadly serious. Well, one of the things that yeah. you'll notice at at is, uh, like the last one that was or not the last one, but the one in March that was down in Charlotte, in the parking lot, in the overflow parking lot, they haul these giant outdoor TVs. And so you you take a Mike Pence and a Donald Trump Jr. and the jumbotron where where Trump's talking to people over that thing. You're still going to get people to show up to these things. Certainly. But is he able to is he able to deliver the same kind of a speech to a, you know, well, we to don't a, know yeah, yeah, to yeah. a monitor. Uh, he do, he doesn't. And there's definitely a different kind of Donald Trump. And this is everybody's like this, unless you're what Kimberly Guilfoyle at the RNC. Um, everybody delivers a speech to a monitor differently than they would at a live rally. That's why he likes the live rallies. That's that's his element. He he you know, it. You know, you know this. You, you you turn on the microphone and you're on, and it's just a different yeah. kind of energy. Uh, so, can he do that? What will that look like? I don't know. The conspiracy theories about whether he's saying he just has it in order to get sympathy points or something. I think it's I don't know, kind of a bad move. Although maybe if he beats it, then it's like okay, you know, he beats coronavirus and Joe Biden all in the same month or so, and then like I, I don't yeah. know, like. Martyrdom status. Well, the prime minister, uh, <laughs> uh, Boris, got uh, literally a month after he got out of the hospital. They let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> it was it was from a polling standpoint, like he had the, it was like Bush after nine eleven kind of stuff. Yeah, that's and so that's there was possible. a huge well in his sympathy. Uh, sympathy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's possible. I I, I don't know. Uh, I I do think though that um, people need to like the same people I saw that were saying that we should not fill the Ruth Bader Ginsburg seat uh, because of you know she had just died and the timing was wrong. A lot of these people are the same ones rushing ahead saying that Trump needs to just resign because he can't fulfill the duties of the office, which I kind of find right. I don't know a bit of a double standard, just a little bit. That's um, just the New York Times this morning. So. <laughs> that's right. Do? I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't get how people can pivot from a principle that quickly. And I guess this is, I don't know, I guess this is the sign of the times. I, I mean, I don't believe that the, I've said this repeatedly, the charge of hypocrisy carries no purchase any longer. People don't really care if their guy is being a hypocrite. As long as they're able to fight in the culture war, they're totally fine with the hypocrisy on their own side. But the problem is that then when you try to point it out on the other side, nobody cares because, you know, they don't care because you're already doing it. and You don't care because they're already doing it. So where does that right. leave us? You know, that leaves us nowhere. Um, we agree the next debate's not going to happen. That's inside <laughs> that 14 day window. Yeah. Well, they got their wish, right? Weren't a lot of people on the left saying that Biden yeah. shouldn't debate him again because of the way he behaved in the last one? Well, in, in, even if they did, Trump should just slowly walk around behind him like he did to Hillary <laughs> and just watch Joe kind of run away from him on the stage. I would watch that. Uh, last night, did you watch the Senate debate? Uh, I did not. I was not able to watch it um, due to a, a, a prior commitment of my live stream. So, no, I was oh, not okay. able to. Although I did hear well, that you, Cal Cunningham yeah. was not able to uh, was not able to disagree, I guess, with uh, Joe Biden's approach to not answering the court packing question. Although it was good to hear that Cunningham said he was not in favor of packing the Supreme right. Court. Although I suspect if there ever came a vote in the Senate, he would be on board with it. I don't think he's particularly autonomous or independent from Chuck Schumer, given the the fact that, you know, Schumer is the reason he is the candidate. 
I uh, I actually I did a drinking game where every time Cal Cunningham said uh, two things that were uh, diametrically opposed in the same sentence, I drank. And every time Tom Tillis said trailer park, I drank. And so I passed out about five minutes into this thing. It wasn't that consequential. I don't yeah. know that they covered a lot of new ground. But at the end, the uh, the moderator, Tim Boyum from Spectrum, who I thought did a, a very good job, but every moderator is going to look very good after what we saw with the uh, presidential <laughs> debate. Well, Tim is um, good. I've uh, known Tim for a long time. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he, you know why? Because you didn't know Tim was there most of the time, right. which is really the key to this thing. Um, but he did apologize for not getting to barbecue, and I was very, very upset over that. <laughs> like, why don't you ask him what the proper prep for a whole hog is? Yeah. We'll really, we'll flesh this out. A, a, a Lexington native who doesn't understand barbecue is a noun. Right. Holy crap, sir. Yeah, I'm from New York. I learned that, like, I think on the first day I arrived in South Carolina in 1992. You don't call yeah. it barbecue if you're talking about grilling out or cooking out, which up north, that's mm. what they call it. When they when, when they say, hey, we're going to have a barbecue, it's a barbecue, it's a thing, it's mm -hmm. an activity, it's not the food. A barbecue could be hamburgers, hot dogs, and sometimes chicken. And that's really about it, at least where I came from. So uh, when he said, you know, barbecue, and he's standing there, to me, the biggest insult was the spatula. Like, what are you doing with the spatula there? I don't understand how that plays into it. And he, of all people, a Lexington native, should know this is not how you stage a photo op. I mean, I get it. You're trying to sell some aprons but uh, and fundraise for the campaign. But come on. Like, you, you just grab a set of tongs or something. Like, that's... Turn uh, the grill on. How yeah. About, how about you turn the grill on? Right. Because <laughs> we can all see that it's not on. Right. Your bri stupid brioche buns. Yeah, that was the other one that did them in. And hot dog buns. And even then, you might be able to get away with, okay, well, you know, in a pinch, you could, you know, stuff some barbecue on a hot dog bun. I mean, you could do it. But, uh, yeah, no one was buying it with all of the different components of that, uh, of the photo op. And... The thing that really amazes me so far is that they haven't responded to it. They're ha like they put it out there. They got dragged on social media, and they have. There, there's been yeah, no self-deprecation. Self-deprecation is yeah. the way to go here. Yeah, nothing. They're, yeah, like yeah. They're, it's like they're just paralyzed by I don't know the reaction or something, and they they're just not. They, they're just pretending it never happened. <laughs> I, I honestly I, I don't get it. And then there was that story that came out yesterday with uh, Cunningham. This is this is. Um, this is very bothersome to me because it really kind of it brings together all of the distrustful elements that I hear from the listeners. Right. They distrust politicians. They distrust media. But they especially distrust a, a really hearty, healthy relationship between politicians and media that's just too chummy. Mm -hmm. That McClatchy interview that was done, for those of you who don't know, um, and you can check this out. Uh, I tweeted this out, put it on Facebook. Uh, they did a sit-down interview, an editorial interview with the oh. candidates, and they were doing the interview, and one of the reporters for McClatchy, which it had been pre, they knew ahead of time that the reporters may ask questions, uh, started asking him about a project he was the lead attorney on, which is a very divisive project back in the day, probably still is, which is 751 South in Durham. And, and Cunningham did answer one or two questions, but it was very deflective. And all of a sudden, his comms chick jumps on there and just starts to cut him off at the legs on moving forward. And it got really nasty. Now, when they posted the video of the entire interview, McClatchy trimmed that out. Yeah. Select okay, I, selectively I, I edited. There's a lot wrong with this. Yes, there's a lot wrong. And they claimed it was the full video after they had trimmed it out.
Yeah, which I think that's the bigger problem is the it's the de- it's the appearance of deception, the selectively edited video. And look, I, you know, you worked in news as well. I understand why they did it. They were going in for an editorial board, uh, you know, candidate Q&A for their endorsements, because like they're totally maybe possibly going to endorse Tom Tillis. Who knows? So we need to do these interviews. Right. Like, give me a break. Yeah. You guys are going to yeah. inv- endorse Cunningham. So uh, you sit down, you have this little FaceTime with him. And then you let a reporter come in to ask some unrelated questions. And I understand why you would kind of separate that out from the video, because if you're a reporter working on a story, and I've been in this position before, somebody's in doing an interview, hey, can I grab you for a couple questions? You don't want to give everybody else the story before you go to print with it. So I understood uh, like why they did that, but the problem was that uh, you pretended that it didn't happen, and then once it's out, because you mistakenly posted the video, then you go back and you try to... You try to force what was it the uh, the D, the Washington Examiner trying to get them right. yeah and had them take down the uh, the video uh, as proprietary which they had to they have a transcript of it um, I but don't I, understand why that seems fair use all day it's because it's yeah. newsworthy. Yeah, I know. I agree. And they posted it up. Yeah, but they're they're saying it's theirs, and so rather than fight them over it, I guess they. Uh, uh, they just decided to pull it and leave a transcript of it. But so, like, I understand how it looks, but I also understand from a from a reporter perspective why you would want to protect that that segment. Uh, the problem is, is that it makes it look like the editorial board is doing Cal Cunningham a solid, which I will say to their credit. And look, I don't have very many nice things to say about really any editorial board. I don't even think they should exist. Um, yeah. But uh, especially the McClatchy board, I think they're just. Uh, they're all, you know, ideological hacks, in my opinion. But I will give them credit here that they let Dan Kane, the reporter, they let him go. They, like, they gave him room to run uh, to ask his questions. And defended him on the video. Yeah. And said, hey, we told you before the reporters were coming in, so deal with it. Yeah. So, so I, I agree. I agree with you. I got about two minutes left, and I can't let you get out of here, Pete, without uh, apology to us here. <laughs> not going to so, happen. Uh, I do not apologize for any Ash villains. I do not do that. (laughs) No, 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 no. Ash, you send an Ash villain our way, and then he goes to Wilson, and he tries to get Parker's Barbecue shut down, and R.A.L.'s more than happy to help him because this is their jihad. And uh, and never mind them asking the guy, well, wait a second, didn't you just drive all the way from Asheville to Wilson with your kid if you're so concerned? And Parker's literally had to shut the next day because he ran out of food by mid-afternoon. So, um, could you could you keep your moon bats over there, please? It's impossible. You can only hope to contain us. Um, yeah, this guy Robert Green. It's funny he has now locked down his social media. Uh, his Twitter account is protected. His company's Facebook page uh, has been. I think he's uh, uh, deactivated. He owns a business, right? He owns a Golf, golf USA. Yeah, Golf USA. Yeah. He's actually um, uh, he, he was actually a former reporter uh, years ago from at WLOS oh. and. Um, yeah, so he's got a he's got a degree from Chapel Hill, I believe, in in mass communication. So, um, yeah, so he went out there for a, what a soccer tournament for his kid. He goes into the barbecue place. He sees all of the employees, uh, all you know, uh, piled on top of each other. Nobody wearing masks, and uh, so he calls the health department, and then they call the cops, and uh, yeah, and so yeah, we, well, this is why you I call them Grubers. Yeah, well, this is why I call them Grubers, named after because I don't like the term Karen so much. I find it to be. Yeah. Kind of racisty because it's always a white woman that we're talking about. So sure, Gruber yeah. really makes a lot more sense. Rolf Gruber, he was the boyfriend of what was her name, Liesel from Sound of Music, the one with the whistle that ratted out the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Gruber. I'm trying to make That's it happen. Good. Yeah, I'm trying to make that happen. So feel free to uh, spread that one far and wide. Well, the problem, I will, but the problem is uh, uh, some people think you mean Mug Gruber. Yeah. And then they just get confused. So, <laughs> all right, true. Pete, it's been fun, man. We covered a lot of ground, but I got to go to break. All right, so, buddy, have uh, a great weekend. Talk next week, okay? Yes, sir. All right.